August 31st marked the last day for input during the federal government's consultations over their proposed fertilizer emissions reduction target. Grain Growers of Canada was one of a number of farm groups taking part in that consultation process. Glendalee Allen Vossler had an opportunity this week to chat with Brandon Leslie, Grain Growers of Canada's Manager of Policy and Government Relations, about the recommendations they put forward. Brandon, to begin with, let's start by talking about the fact that the federal government has set a target of reducing fertilizer emissions by 30% from 2020 levels. You know, clearly there's been some significant worry amongst farmers across Canada regarding the, the government's proposal to reduce fertilizer emissions by 30% and you know, questioning how that's possible without reducing yields and profitability. So I think our main message to government has been that Canada will have to balance the goal of reducing greenhouse gas emissions from fertilizer uh, against farm profitability, our economic growth and global food security. Daniel, there's been a lot of concern in the industry as to where the federal government's fertilizer emission reduction target will actually lead, what it will actually mean. Will it will it inevitably mean a limit to the amount of fertilizer producers will be able to to use and access on their operations? Now, of course, the federal government just wrapped up their consultations on their fertilizer emissions reduction target, and the grain growers of Canada actually took took part in that consultation. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, our three recommendations are really start with targeting the reductions in intensity relative to productivity uh, rather than an absolute reduction in use. At the time, we have growing food uh, insecurity around the world. Uh, the world is looking to Canada to grow a lot more food and, and trying to limit how much we can ultimately grow uh, is, is certainly problematic uh, going forward. And there's a number of problems with the, the data collection of, of how these emissions are registered. Um, they, they currently look at sales reporting rather than actual use. Uh, so we don't know how many, how much the actual emissions are. And, you know, for the last 10 years or so, farmers have been embracing 4R nutrient stewardship application practices uh, that haven't been captured in the National Inventory Report, uh, which we submit to the UN. And we don't really have a lot of confidence of how they're going to uh, incorporate those going forward. So it's a real tough challenge of how we accurately measure these emissions and make sure that we're getting credit for the work that farmers have already undertaken. There is no one-size-fits-all approach to this. No, I mean, you know, I, I think... Farmers expect the government to be reasonable and listen to what they say is feasible on the ground. And, and we certainly delivered that message to Ottawa on our submission. Um, as I mentioned, Canada farmers uh, can use for our nutrient stewardship principles uh, to effectively reduce their carbon footprint and have been steadily increasing adoption of those practices. Uh, however, the adoption of those practices can substantially reduce emissions, but it will take a very high adoption rate uh, of advanced practices to reach the 30% reduction target. Uh, by 2030. And there's significant cost barriers to certain new products or equipment, you know, particularly at a time that farmers are holding more debt than ever before while facing increasing uh, interest rates. So, again, I think we need to be realistic about how fast we can achieve this goal, particularly as the world looks to us to produce more food. This is a very costly input, and they keep that in mind when they're they're booking it a year out. Oh, absolutely. I mean, this is this is arguably the biggest line item on any grain farm. Uh, so this idea that they're not using it anything uh, more than judiciously is a little bit crazy. This is this is uh, an investment, I think, to many farmers that's had a proven track record of uh, of return on investment in terms of crop yields. 
And they certainly do not want to waste it, both to protect against emission losses, but also their own financial losses. Now, the grain growers of Canada, as you referenced, have come up with three key recommendations that they put forward. Let's start by talking about the first one, which is targeting reductions in intensity relative to production rather than an absolute reduction. When you put an absolute reduction of 30% based on a baseline uh, that is arguably flawed in how the data is collected, you're put potentially putting a ceiling on how much we can produce. Over the last number of years, you know, through all, pretty much all commodities, we have increased the amount of, uh, of our productivity, which is excellent. And I think farmers certainly rely on that to continue. We need to increase our yield going forward. And as I said, the, the world continues to look to us to produce more food. So I think it's important to recognize the work that farmers have done over the last, last number of years of embracing beneficial management practices uh, that are better for the environment and ultimately better for the bottom line while simultaneously uh, increasing the amount of food that they produce. So focusing on the intensity of those emissions, if we can produce more food using less emissions, that's ultimately the goal. We call it sustainable intensification of production. And I think that that's ultimately the goal in which we should be working toward both as a sector, as a government, and as a country to make sure that we're able to feed that growing world population. The second resolution really flows into the third, but it focuses on addressing data gaps to ensure the baseline reflects usage patterns and accurately measures emissions. So one of the biggest problems with the current systems uh, of emission measuring is that there's significant gaps in data or the data is incorrect. And it currently relies on sales reporting of fertilizer and not the actual use data. Meaning that even if fertilizer is kept on farm from one year to the next, the emissions are measured as if it's been applied. And then further in the national inventory reports, the past adoption of 4 our practices over the last decade have not been accounted for, and there seems to be no plan as to how they will be accounted for going forward, making it difficult to understand how further adoption is going to be accounted for in terms of this 30% reduction target. And of course, number three follows right in line with that as far as incorporating the best management practices like 4R nutrient stewardship into that national inventory report. Yeah, so there's certain gov- government programs that have recently uh, been enabled for farmers, which are, are certainly a step in the right, right direction, uh, most notably the On-Farm Climate uh, Action Fund, which try to incentivize farmers uh, to utilize these practices because they can be quite expensive. Uh, however, looking back in the National Inventory Reporting metrics, they don't account for those that have, were early adopters of those practices And they still seem to have a plan of how we're going to account for those practices going forward. So even if under a government program we have further adoption of more advanced uh, for our nutrient stewardship practices uh, or more basic adoption across a wider swath, it's unclear how those practices being adopted are actually going to be accounted for. So it's difficult for a farmer to understand how we're going to get credit for the work that has been done and will be done in the years ahead. I've been talking with Brandon Leslie, the Manager of Policy and Government Relations with the Grain Growers of Canada. For Golden West, I'm Glendalee allen Bossler. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email the farm desk at goldenwest.ca. On behalf of Glendalee allen Bossler, I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return next week on the Golden West Farm Network.